Rabbi Isaiah, good morning, a good Erev Shabbos, Erev Shabbos Kodesh. Parshas Kisisa. Erev Shabbos Kodesh, in Kisisa, in the, the year Tavshin Pei Beis. And this uh, recording is being recorded in a little bit of a different venue. You might hear some music in the background, because the Rebison and I have taken a Shabbos weekend off up north to see the, and to daven with, by the Kvarim, and to see the Galil, to see the Kinneret, and to be in the city of Tzvas, Bezras Hashem Yisbarach. Presently we're in Tveria, and this morning I was Eichet to daven by the great Tzaddik, Rav Dov Kuk, Shlita, who's one of the great Mekubavim over here, ended up finding his shul b'mikre, or shalom b'mikre, and I was Eichet to a very, very special davening over there. Ah! Rabbi, sometimes just to sit and daven with the Rabbi Shalom and to talk to him and to really express yourself, express the words. Sometimes it's worthwhile for someone really to take time out. You know, a lot of times we're in the uh, express mode. We have to get to the minion, we have to get there on time, we have to finish on time. Sure, all of us have responsibilities, responsibilities, and that's all part of life. But every once in a while, a person has to take a break and a person has to just stop and to just to say the words, Baruch Ata Hashem Elokeinu Velokeinu, and to really think about what that means. The father of our forefathers, the fathers of Avram. Ah, what does it mean to be the father of Avram, the, the God of Avram, Elokei Avram, Elokei Yitzchok, Elokei Yaakov, and how we relate to them, how we relate to the others, and there automatically we relate to the Rebbeinu Shalom. And then all the, forget it, you know, every single bracha in Shemadesrei, to really to pour out our hearts and our minds and to ask the Rebbeinu for all of the brachas. So every once in a while it's worthwhile to take a little bit of a break. And that's what the Rebbeinu and I are doing. We've had a, a recovery from the illness that we went through in Baruch Hashem. We're very, very thankful to the Rebbeinu Shalom. It's a personal um, uh, reflection, but I feel that everyone can learn from personal reflections as well. So what are we, what are we going to speak about today? Parshas Kisisa, the parshas of the Machtes Hashekel. It's such a, a parsha. It's packed with so many things. It's you know it's deceptively, I would say, uh, deceptively easy and deceptively difficult. So familiar the way we look at the the major part of the parsha, which is the parsha of the Egel, the Chet of the Egel. We all have reflections on it. Perhaps today we'll try just to to flesh it out a little bit. Let's start out with a few vertlach on the parasha. We'll get some chizuk. And we know that uh, there's some gavadik of Vilna, Vilna Goins over here in the parasha of the Machtsis HaShekel. And we all, we know the famous vart that uh, the Balatur himself already says it. But the Vilna Goins says it in such a beautiful well, just a beautiful way. Kisisa Ezrej B'nei Yisrael, the first pasuk, Lifkudehem. When you're going to count Kla Yisrael, each person should give a kaifer nefesh. And uh, the, Vilnagon, the, the, the Vilnagon points out, and the Balatorim points out, the Nosnu can be read both backwards and forwards. And it's teaching us a lesson, that's what the Balatorim says, that when a person gives, it always returns. The Venosnu, you give, but you should recognize Venosnu, it's going to revert back to you. The Vilnagon is Medaik from the Tam, the Tamim of the Kriya is Kadma V'ozla. And uh, he brings down the Zeremis to what the Gemara says in Mesech the Shabbos. Repchia said to his, to his wife, when you see an Ani 
quickly you should run out to give them bread in order that when your children will need something, when they'll be on Niyam, then someone will go out to greet them as well and will share with them. So she said, are you being, are you cursing me? She said, you're cursing our children, they should become a Niyam? So he said, no, I'm not cursing. The Gemara says in Shabbos, it's a gal gol in the world. This is the way of the world. Sometimes people are up and sometimes people are down. And the Gain says, that's what the Torah is telling us of here. Kadma v'ozla. Go out the ozla and greet someone else with the, with the bread. Make sure that if you're fortunate, you're able to share with others. Do it because the world is a gal gol V'nosnu. It will return. It will be brought back to you. And this is a great lesson when we think about what we're, hear, what we're hearing in the world and uh, the Tzaras of the Rabbim. We spoke about it in the Yeshiva this week. We should recognize that when we speak about being mishtatif in the Tzar of the Tzibor, it's not just to think about it, but it's really to go out and to do actions. And uh, we said over from the Meshkiach Revolvi, that is Medayik, that says, Vayetze Moshe, Vayar B'Sivloise Moshe Rabbeinu went out, and he saw the affliction of the Jewish people in Mitzrayim. And the Chazal tell us that what did Moshe Rabbeinu do when he saw this? He went and he picked up the, the, the heavy burden that another Jew was carrying the bricks, the heavy mortar and the heavy bricks that the Jews had to carry. And he helped one Jew and he helped another Jew. And because without action, without actually actualizing our feelings that the Klal Yisrael is bizarre, then it doesn't really have an effect. But what kind of effect? He only helped Moshe Rabbeinu, he could only help a few people, and there were thousands and millions of, and millions of uh, 600,000 that were carrying the burden. So what is it going to help? The answer is that when one person does it, another person does it. And this is the way of Yidden. Famous Maise with Rabnosan Svi Finkel, when the CEO of Starbucks, Harold Schultz, came to Eretz Yisrael together with a group of Gvirim, and they came into Reb Svi's house, and they saw this very ill person with Parkinson's, and Reb Svi looked at them in the eye, and he says, don't be embarrassed, look at me straight in the eye, and I want to give you a message, and the message was, he asked him a question, what do you think is the message of the Holocaust? Now, these guys were all big professionals, high-level CEOs, multimillionaires, each one was squirming in their seat, and one of them said, well, never again. The lesson is, we will not let it happen again. And the Jews are not going to go like sheep to the slaughter, which was a, a statement that people used to say, not recognizing that it was not impossible when they were dealing with the Nazis, to be able to fight against the Nazi war, war machine. But Reb Nassim said, ah, that's not a lesson never again, because a Jew, we always know there's anti-Semitism, and a Jew can never be assured of what's going to happen. Other people tried to give other reasons. Reb Svi said, I want to tell you what the reason is. The lesson of the Holocaust is that in the darkest times, when there was a Jew in the camps and he didn't have enough food for himself, but he saw another person that was distute, was less than him, he would take from his bread and he would share it with them. And he used to say the famous Gemara, the Gemara says that the greatest generation is the generation of Rabbi Yehuda Bar Eloi, that we were six people that were able to cover themselves with one talus. So Yeshisha Miskasim Talus Achas. And that's the Isha Yiris Hashem Hitis Halo. That's greater than any other generation. It's greater than the generation of Moshe Rabbeinu, which is called Sheker Achain. The Hevel Hayoifi, the Isha Yiris Hashem Hitis Halo, is when we share with each other. And 
it used to show what the Rosh Hashiva Chaim Shalevitz used to do, he used to pick up his frack and he would say, how can you have six people being covered with one talus? One talus is only enough for one. He says that each person, like we know when you're in bed and your child is with you and he starts pulling the blanket towards you and you start pulling the blanket back towards you, everyone's pulling the blanket because they want to get warm. But if each person will give to the other, then Reb Chaim used to say, ah, you can have six people because each person is giving to the other. So this is the, one of the lessons that we speak about at the beginning of the parasha. Ah, how do we go into the, to the week? How do we go into the Shabbos? We go in with a kisisa, v'nosno ish Then the Pasuk says, Everyone that passed over and was counted, each person gave a machzah shekel. And everyone speaks about what's the purpose of giving a machzah shekel. Well, first of all, why don't you give a, a, a shekel? If you're already going to give, we know we usually try to give completeness. We don't try to give, uh, we don't try to do something less than perfect. So why are we only giving a half? Uh, like we says, a pais gop, pais pogum, a mizbeach shenifkam. Everything that's nifchas always has some sort of lacking in it. So why here is the myth specifically that it should be machzis? And the Vilna Gain says, the famous Vilna Gain's pshat, machzis has five letters. And in it you have the mem in the beginning and the tof at the end. And you have the chetzi in the middle. What is the concept? The concept is that the last letter, the first letter, mem and tof, that's misa, mace. In the middle you have chai and tzaddik. If a person wants to know how he could separate the mem from the tough and stay alive, stay away from Misa by having life through giving tzedakah. When a person gives tzedakah, tzedakah tatzel mimavis, the tzedakah will give a person the chiyus which he needs. Chai tzadik. These are the inner letters. And therefore the Torah is reflecting upon this. They're saying, why don't you give a machzah? Why don't you reflect upon the fact that when a person gives tzedakah, He's removing the mace. And like it says, It's a tree of life to the people that support, and especially when you support, when a person is able to support those in need, and and that will bring a person to the union of what? Of Chayim, um, Machzis. Another Ram is, always saying a lot of from the Vilna Gain now, so over here he brings down again another, the nigun of the trap is on Han is Munach Revi'i. What's the Pshat Munach Revi'i? Because the wealthy person, we know the wealthy person, it says he shouldn't give more than a machzis. But it's being Miramas, what the Gemara tells us, that even if a person is going to give Hamavazves al Yavazves Yosem Mechaibish, the person is going to give Tzedak, he shouldn't give more than a fifth, more than a fifth of his of his wealth. You're right, you don't give up to a fifth. And that's the pshat. Munach Revi. Even the usher has, he shouldn't give more than a chamishi, so you can only give dalat chalokim. But he can't give the, he can't give the extra fifth. The chalik chamishi, he's not allowed to be, he's not allowed to be mavazvis. Rabbi said, these are gewaltik ramaz in the beginning of the parasha. As we said, that the parasha has a very, very complicated and a very, very deep uh, sugya, which is the parasha of the chet of the eagle. We know that all the tsars that we have today all have or imparted from the chet of the eagle. And it's very hard to understand how could Klai Yisrael really commit an Avera of such magnitude after such a short time. 
And it's worthwhile to know that when you learn the parasha, a person has to know that one that analyzes it on the simple fact that doesn't realize this tr- tremendous, tremendous depth of ear. And it's, it doesn't make any sense that Klai should have sinned in such a far-reaching Avera. Even the Rashi HaKadosh points it out and says that they did uh, really three Averas. He says they did Gil Arayas, they did Shvichas Domin, they killed Chor, and Avodah when they didn't from the when they made the Egel Azov. But it's worthwhile to say over what the Ramban says. The Ramban says that they saw that Moshe Rabbeinu was coming late because they made a cheshman that he was supposed to come down on the 40th day and they didn't realize that it included the first day, that the first day was not included. And they had to wait till the next day. So the Torah tells us, that according to Lush and the Ramban, he says, So let's make for us a God that will go in front of us. The Ramban, Lush and the Ramban is, this is really teaching us tremendous lesson into the thoughts of the people that wanted to make the Egel Azov. We know that Klai Yisrael did not believe that Moshe Rabbeinu was God. They thought that what Moshe Rabbeinu was a seer, or Moshe Rabbeinu was a conduit in order to lead them. He was the source, he was the pipeline to get them closer to Hashem. They wanted to have another Moshe. If Moshe Rabbein is not alive, we want to have some source that will what? That will allow us to, be, to get closer to Hashem. And they said, The Ibn Ezra says, Yisrael did not want to make an Avodah Yisrael had Machshavah's Tovah's but in the underlying factor, there was some lack of belief in the Rabbeinu Shalom, and the, the ego came about, and it really reflected that deep down inside of them, they did want an Avodah Zorah. But it doesn't mean that they actually did a Maisa Avodah Zorah. And uh, he teaches us a lesson that when a person davens, we have to recognize we're davening to the Rabbeinu Shalom. We don't want any in-between. And that's really the difference between Judaism and Christianity. Christianity believes in a physical, and we believe in a complete, complete spiritual. And there's no connection between the two. The last thing we want to say is that uh, we live in a world where we're after the Chet Riegel. What happened by the Chet Riegel? Moshe Rabbeinu came along and he broke the Luchas. The Shvir Zaluchas is something which even at the end of the Torah, the Torah tells us, that the Rebbeinu Shalom says, He thanks Moshe Rabbeinu for breaking the Luchas. What happened when the Luchas were broken? When the Luchas were broken, the Torah now is not being given to us on a matzav of without sin. We're in a matzav of chet and a matzav of sin. And this is what we have to realize, that the Avodah, of our generation is to recognize we live in a generation where there is chet, but we can bring the Torah down to our level. And the great tzaddikim, the great gedoli hador, they're able to reflect and they'll say, oh, when is it proper and how do we give over the Torah in such a world that we live in? The famous chazal that says, Yiftach b'dayra kishmul b'dayra. Yiftach was the same as Shmuel. There was, the Reb Tzadok says, well, who was Yiftach? Yiftach wasn't as big as Shmuel. 
But he says the lashon of Yiftach is a lashon of Pesach. Yiftach showed us the Pesach how we're able to take the Torah even in our world, and we're able to reflect, and we're able to build ourselves and to build a better world. Uh, I see that Revolbi says that Reb Chatzko Levenstein said over when he gave Shmuzin in the mirror and he gave Shmuzin in Panovich, he once said, he said that in Kelim, they said that you should not teach Bachim about Gehenim. Because if you teach about Gehenim, it's a Shrek. And it's very, very hard for people to say, you know, we used to have a line in there, Yaakov, you're going to burn in hell. But, you know, that was used in, as a, a pun in cheek, so to speak. But the truth is, we have to recognize there is Gehenim. But if a person would really understand the depth of Gehenim, it would be very, very hard for a person to be able to rise up. The altar from Slabotka said there was once a, 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 a great Talmud Chacham who made a, uh, a yeshiva that included secular studies as well. And at that time, many of the gedolim, they wanted to put that particular yeshiva and that particular rav into cherem. And the altar said, no, our derech is not to put anyone into cherem. He says, what we're going to do is we're going to speak about Adam Harishin Kaidam Achet. We're going to speak about the godless of Adam, what a man can become. And what happened from the altars speaking about Adam Harishin Kaidam Achet? They said that the altar really only had one shmuz. The shmuz was how great man can be. And who, crea- who did he create? Rabbi Aaron Kutler, Rabbi Yitzchak Kutner, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, Rabbi Yitzchak Yaakov Rudiman, Rabbi Meir Chodesh, Rabbi Avram Grzinski, Rabbi Chatzkel Sarner, all the great gedolim that they led Klai Yisrael after World War II, they built Torah in America, they built Torah in Eretz Yisrael. We have to know how we're going to bring people closer, even after the Shvirus Haluchas, we should realize that we have the ability to rise up in our generation. Ah, Rabbi Sai, as we enter into this Shabbos, Parshish Kisisa, in the middle of the month of other region, and we hope and we pray and we daven that Yidin throughout the world should be safe. We know that there's discussion right now going on if Russia is going to invade Ukraine and there are hundreds of thousands of Jews that live in the Ukraine and we daven that everyone should be safe we also know that there are tsaris throughout Klai Yisrael as the Gedolim said this week everyone should take upon themselves to say at least a parak of Tehillim to be Mechazik and Torah and especially to do what we said in the beginning of this podcast which is to care about our fellow Jews Wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos, and we hope and pray, Mitz Hashem, we should be zeichet to the Gula Shleimim, Hayav Yemenu Amen. Everyone have a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it'd be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.